Welcome to Superhero Speak. I'm your host, Dave. And John. I'm JD. And of course, joining us this week, we've got our good friends, Don and Chris. How are you guys doing? Hello. Hey, it's uh, great to be here with you guys. Thank you. Hey, John. Don, check your microphone feed. You sound like you're on your uh, your computer mic. Sorry. <laughs> I just realized that. That's what I do. I screw up the tempo and flow of the show. Yes. You're very good at that. <laughs> I, I rule. <laughs> But you do keep things working correctly. Hey, man, I'm trying Sometimes. To... I didn't get enough shot of your goatee, though. Could you bring it in a little closer one more time? <laughs> I was trying to share something on my computer as the show started. Whatever, Dave. What? I didn't say anything about the goatee. That was Chris. No, I know. You started the show before I was ready to share. Because it was time to start the show. It was 8.30. I couldn't start. I couldn't share the thing until the show started. It's a conundrum, man. It's a conundrum. And around and around we go. Wouldn't it be the same without technical difficulties around here, right? Word. That's that's us. (laughs) So how is everyone doing? And let's start with our good friend, Don, who we haven't seen in a long time. How you doing, man? I am doing absolutely great. You'll never know the work that it like took to even be here to be able to do this with you guys. So I'm just super stoked. Glad to be here. And yeah, she's doing great, man. Cool. Good to hear. Anything new? And exciting you'd like to share, or maybe not? Uh, yeah, other than I'm a nerd, right? And I no. had to build half a house. <laughs> I've had to build half a house over the past four months, and now I'm to the point where I can put my nerd regalia up yes. and get here <laughs> and be nerdy again, so I appreciate that. So that's about it. And I actually got some time to sit down and read some comic books, which I'll talk about later, so I'll definitely tell you about that. And uh, yeah. In the critique in the MCU, hopefully I'll shoehorn that in at some point. Oh, uh, yeah, but... we will get to that. <laughs> All right, oh. cool. How about you, Chris? How are you doing? I'm good. Nothing's going on. <laughs> That's it? Just good? Just, Just good. Glad That's to see everybody. Thing, Happy <laughs> New Year. Really Happy yeah. New Year, yes. No. Is it too late for that, though? There's a official cutoff from what I've uh, been told. Well, I haven't. Uh-oh. Here comes some technical And there was the cutoff on. right there. That was yeah. the <laughs> He didn't follow the rules, and now he's gone. See? <clears throat> there are rules. They must be followed. All right. Well, while we wait for Chris to... Oh, there he goes. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Okay. <laughs> that he's was forgiven. the official cutoff. Good news. It'll probably happen again. <laughs> Thank God. Right. What, would we, what would we do without the technical fuck-ups? <laughs> All right. Then, John... How are you? You weren't here last week because you didn't want to watch a movie. <laughs> it wasn't just a movie. I know. How how are things with you? I know there's things going on. Obviously, you don't want to share, but how are you doing otherwise? <coughs> eh, okay. I, and we can we can share. Like my mother has cancer. You yeah, know, that sucks. dealing with that. My my cat has gotten is starting to show her age. She's living underneath my desk now, ah. which, is, which is really fun because sometimes she wants to take the high ground, so she'll jump on my chair. But she sheds so much now that I have to vacuum my chair every morning. And then I, I put I just put a was it a, a towel on it so that she won't mess up the chair and I can just take it off. And I come in and she took the towel off the chair so she could get her fur all over it. She, Cats are smart just, like that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just dealing with stuff. Happy New Year to you guys. I believe you're allowed to say Happy New Year to people you have not seen since the actual New Year. Um, well, that's true. That was but, the point uh, I made when my computer went bluey. <laughs> good timing on your computer's part though for for comedic uh, relief but uh, anyway yeah everything's going otherwise okay just trying to get back into the 
the the idea that there is no Christmas coming and I have to wait a whole another year for that and, uh, and vacation. <laughs> yeah, I have off tomorrow. Do you? Yes. Yeah, I do. Oh, there you go. That's so. the last hurrah before the long dry spell. Of, and I work. I know JD has off tomorrow because all the schools are closed. That's right. <laughs> and how are you doing, JD? Anything I'm right. new and exciting? I'm all right. We had off Friday, too, for the snow. We got pounded with a snowstorm this weekend out yes. here in the Midwest. It's all it's, the pictures uh, on your uh, Facebook. Yeah, I took my dog for a walk yesterday in the snow. It was awesome. And today, it's we had a high of, like, negative five. Like, it's ridiculously oh. cold out right yeah, now. Wow. It's real cold in Indianapolis, too. My my friend is from Texas. She's her daughter is doing a was it a, a cheer was it a competition in Illinois? They're in Illinois, and it's five degrees there. And in Texas, where she in Texas, just north of Dallas, it's nine degrees in Texas. Yeah, and we're we're waiting to see if Texas has another thing where because they got their own power grid. You know, how many people are going to die from that? And all that. It's crazy. <laughs> Good luck to Texas. Yeah. Hey, Andy had his first wrestling tournament of the year. He had a early in the. It's been a rough. It's been a rough winter for him. He had a rhinovirus that kind of mutated mm-hmm. into the pneumonia, into pneumonia, and then with the holidays and stuff like that, he just hasn't had a chance to compete all year. So today, like this started like six weeks ago. So he's been out for a long time. So he had his first tournament back today. He was a little rusty, but he showed a lot of heart. He took third place. I was real proud of him for how we went today. So we just cool. got to get our legs back underneath us and we'll be all right. So that, that was my day. Other than that, everything was canceled for us. It was a very uneventful weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. How about you, Dave? I'm mm. all right. We got pounded with a rainstorm on the East Coast, like huge storm and winds, but nothing like the snow you guys are having. But I'm doing all right. I I went to, what you call it, did painting with a twist yesterday with my girlfriend. and. It's when you go and you like you. It's like a class, and everyone there does the same painting. And uh, we did it last year, and uh, she really enjoyed it. So I got it for Christmas again this year, and we did that. So that was fun. I realized as I'm looking at my shot, like I also added. See, I'll, I'll, I'll try to use my light of my phone here. I got a bookshelf now with, and I've got my figures on. Hey, but I need to light it better. <laughs> so yeah, see what's on there. But uh, I'm gonna probably go do one of those like neon strip lights so yeah that's new and I, my painting's hanging now too so slowly improving my stage as it were <laughs> for the show. yeah like the kids with their leds like all my kids have it around oh uh, yeah 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 your setup right now it's mid no cap make it bussing <laughs> anyone understand that i don't know no, guys I only... what the I hell speak, is that i work in a high school i speak teenager right. I, I followed I, that i, I, I knew jd <laughs> I'm in my basement where the like the boiler is right behind me because we're having wind chills of like negative twelve right now. So oh, wow. I'm Accurate. not in any of my I'm not in my library, I'm not in my arcade, none of the cool places. <laughs> Wood paneling's what you get tonight. Yep. <laughs> I'm wearing a hoodie because it's cold as hell outside and I just trying to stay warm in here. This is a yeah. terrible show so far. We're just talking about how cold we are. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. You're right. Let's liven things up here with the It's the cold inter- as balls out there. It is the cold inappropriate as balls, joke of the week. How's that? Remember to never answer the phone during sex, even if you hilariously answer with, I can't talk right now. I'm headed into a tunnel. <laughs> John had to take Boo. his John had to take his he, he didn't even want to hear it. Is it, is, is it over? I just see. That's funny. <laughs> Drew says it's cold in Arizona. Yeah, Drew, it's, it's 32. It's, it's, oh, get out of here with your desert talk. Yeah, that's not <laughs> 32 for Arizona is like unheard of. That's, I don't want to hear about that. Just, yes. 
at 32 degrees. It's gonna I, be used to in, I used to live in Arizona. It's always better there than here. Yeah, it's warm. It's, de- it's the desert. It's the desert. Kazan says everyone is envious of Don's setup, huh? Wait, Don's setup looks good. Yeah, it does look good. Sorry. Don influenced me to start taking my lighting more seriously. He made me up my game. So, yeah. Proud of that. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Kassan. I had, a nice, I had a nice talk with Kassan on Twitter this week. He uh, reached out and had, we had a good conversation. I appreciate you, buddy. Thank you very much. Uh-oh. <laughs> Nothing, that was good stuff. Positive. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought maybe positive. he was trying to steal you away from the show. Start his own podcast. For what now? <laughs> I would just do another podcast, Dave. I'm an idiot. I just keep adding more and more. Oh, yeah. That's what I do. He has so much time. Speaking of which, Mike had a great time on the show last night. We talked about it in our show on Thursday. We had a nice little crossover between uh, our show and the Mike and JD show. That was a lot of fun having having my buddy Mike sub in for John last week. Cool. All right. So speaking of fun, let's end the fun right now and start some social media madness. That's Yay! Woo! <laughs> One of the things that kind of we talked about a little bit, and we've been talking about a lot on the show, but came up a little bit too, is being tired of the multiverse. I believe I said those exact words in the show last week. Yes, to which random Randy Savage said, I think you've been no. saying that for a year. Okay, so I said, is everyone tired of the multiverse? He said, no, I just think everyone has gotten to the Rick Sanchez mindset where when everything is possible, then none of it matters. So everyone wants to shrink the universe down to where its stakes actually matter. Street level stories about personal vendetta, fighting for souls. If it all became that, then none of that would matter either. You need variety. That's the point. Yeah. And it's the spice of life, so they say, hmm. in cliches. <laughs> um, all right. And then, of course, then I only uh, simply asked a question this week that uh, everyone got to answer. And that was, since we're going to talk about the best and worst of 2023, I asked everyone on the social medias what they thought were the best and worst of the year. Um, so starting over on YouTube, uh, Daza Watch. Daza oh. Watch. Does That's, he's a buddy. Oh, okay. But um, well, let's he started listening to the show. He's a big movie guy in the UK. He's oh, okay, cool. Too. He's a great guy. Uh two f- favorite movies. The the two French Musketeers movies, Bottom Cobweb, please. Oh, Plane and Pearl <laughs> Lives. Favorite TV show, final season of Attack on Titan. Daisy Jones and the Six. I, wow, I didn't even hear of those. I and told this, you he was a big movie guy, and this dude watches this dude watches more movies than anybody I know. And, I and, like, and, and being, in, <laughs> being in Europe, he's seeing stuff that probably we don't see here at all. All right, okay. Over on Tiki Talk, Eight Bit Ray said, "Evil Dead continued. 20, 2023 was <laughs> underwhelming, so that's the best I got." 2023 was very underwhelming for the most yes. part. Very much. We will definitely be getting into that. Writers. That, that didn't affect me. the movies that came out this year, my friend. Yeah, that will affect right. the crap that doesn't come out this year and next year. <laughs> All right. Then over on Twitter, Kassan said, I'll keep repeating the Blue Eye Samurai was the best thing from 2023. The animation is excellent. The writing is excellent. The characters are excellent. It's a must watch. <laughs> Do you know that one, John? No. It's a Netflix show, I think. Okay. They, they we be, should actually, also they, keep in mind that, I don't know about you guys, but I'm 44. I'm not in the demographic that they make things for anymore. I am there too, my friend. And so I'm 53, but my personality is 18. So. Yes, I'm like a child, obviously. I have, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we're all giant children. That's we're, why we're, we're doing here. it. Right. We're However, here. 
with my toys in the background. Yes. It, it, it's actually been really surprising how much some of the streaming services like Netflix has put out this year, considering like a lot of stuff got put on hold or wasn't able to be finished or needs more work before it was released yeah. because of all the different strikes. But yeah, there's, I can't, there's no way to keep up with it. Even me with all this stuff, with only the, the small amount of genres that I'm interested in, I can't keep up with it all anymore. D2 Comics Chat said, I think World Finest by Mark Wade and Don Mora was just phenomenal. So that's Ooh. hashtag best. And his worst, of course, was the Flash movie was some of the worst crap I've seen in my life. Because somewhere they thought we needed two, twice the Ezra in one film. I, didn't I, hate thought, it. I thought they did a good job in that movie. Yeah, I did too. I didn't hate it. It wasn't perfect, but it wasn't as awful as we've assigned it to be. It was a failure at the box office for sure, but it wasn't like Catwoman. Like Ant-Man was worse than The Flash. Way worse. Ant-Man sucked ass. Flash uh, but Michael Keaton returned as Batman and no one gives a shit. That's like, true. <laughs> That's because they wrote him so bad. You can write you could have wrote him. Well, it's because they should have surpri- they should have surprised us with him. A surprise yes. would have probably been better. The problem, like I said, it wasn't that people didn't like the movie. They didn't go to see the movie. The movie had terrible box office. Nobody, no, that was right. Nobody gave yeah. a fuck. And nothing to do with the writing and everything to do with the fact that people, they're just burnt out. They tried they to sell the movie on him returning. And depending on how you count it, it either came out five years late, two years late, mm-hmm. a year well, and a half late. Yeah, we'll get into to it a little more too later in the show because one of the other things is they sold it on that and then they completely changed where their direction so it didn't matter mm-hmm. so. nothing matters so wizard said the best comic of 2023 was transformers from skybound the worst comic of tw- i've heard that from a lot of people it was really good the worst comic of 2023 possibly of the worst i've ever read in my life fire and ice welcome to smallville from dc comics huh I don't know that I caught, so I can't speak to that. And then Space Tactician said, my best was the Wildcats run from DC. Interesting. I can't remember last time I heard someone praise Wildcats. Here's a a pro tip. Nothing from Marvel or DC was the best comic of the year. (laughs) Yeah, I would disagree. There's one that I think is actually a joint venture with uh, 20th Century Fox, but it is in association with Marvel, and it's actually pretty badass. But I'll talk about that, I guess, when we talk about best comics 2023, right? Yeah. I got, I got a stack of them sitting here. That is it for Social Media Madness for this week. There was much celebration. But if you would like yeah. to know, if you can <laughs> follow us and some other great podcasts and be a part of Social Media Madness for next week, here's a good friend, Don, to tell you more. Enjoying the show? Do you want to be part of Social Media Madness? Go ahead and head on over to SuperheroSpeak.com. You'll find all the links you need, episodes of the show, comic reviews by Chris, and other articles. We're posting stuff on there all the time. And while you're there, you can also check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Great shows like the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Cult 45 Baby, So Wizard Podcast, Fans on Patrol, The Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Hashtag GW All-Stars, and you're not going to be disappointed. Make sure that you are commenting on our Twitter articles. It could be a poignant comment, it could be a stupid one. Either way, gives you a chance for Dave to possibly mispronounce your Twitter handle. All right, I've rambled on enough. Let's head back to Dave and the gents on Superhero Speak.
Oh boy. It's like Don from the multiverse coming in there. Boy, exactly. <laughs> that's unfortunately that's a stab in the heart because all I flooded in my yeah. uh, area. I didn't lose anything except for that fucking Star Wars poster that you see oh, on the man. the ground. And that's uh yeah, because that's an actual like from back then theater release. I have a I have an original from the original run of Empire. It's framed <clears throat> in a it was a birthday, yeah. 30th birthday present. So, yeah, I can imagine that sucks. Wow. I worked for Suncoast in the late 90s when they, like, re-released all the stuff. And, and then the prequels started to come out. I sold all that stuff on eBay. God, oh, I yeah. I made I a bet. fortune. Do <laughs> you know how much time I spent in Suncoast video in the nineteen in the early mm-hmm. to latter half of the 1990s? Yeah. I wouldn't even buy anything. I would just go there and just hang out. I would, yeah. I would just hang out. It would be like going to church. I'd just sit there and I would just be around. Wow stuff and i would just feel better about life being around all the stuff as well Jesus. you know what if people want to show their support for don and him losing that star wars poster they can hit that subscribe button right now absolutely <laughs> that bell for notifications so they don't miss us when we go live <laughs> <laughs> absolutely that will i know i'm sure how that works out do you jd you're not sure mm-hmm. figure that one out well, suspect on this one but uh mm-hmm. i'll let dave continue all right you know what Let's take a quick commercial break. <laughs> we'll be back with some news. Some podcasts are like this. I went to Japan and mm-hmm. I shot with Hitomi. She's the one with the really big boobs, right? The huge natural Asa boobs. Asa used to would hype her up a lot. Yeah. Were but... you intimidated going into seeing these boobs? I wasn't intimidated. I was excited because this was my moment. Glennie, this was my this moment. Is your moment to not be the biggest breasted queen. Of the- no, no. This is my moment to finally have Hitomi to my face. People dream of this moment. I dreamt of this moment and my dream came true. I was. It, it was it. amazing. And some podcasts are like this. I don't take a shower. The only place I use soap would be my, my groin. You don't take a shower? Here's the thing. I don't take a traditional shower. I don't use soap. I don't use soap. This hair has never been washed. The beard has never been washed. There's never been soap on my chest. We have well water. We have a lake. We jump in the lake. We get into a cold plunge. I don't pick out an outfit. My closet is just full of shorts. And by the way, the only reason why I dressed up today is because of you guys. You dressed up. I'm wearing my fanciest stuff. I'm wearing <laughs> my it... fanciest watch. I noticed the watch. It's a good watch. Yeah, I'm good wearing watch, my, my fanciest <laughs> necklace. Here's the thing. I just got to be me. Nobody can be me the way that I can be me. Nobody could be Graham the way Graham can be Graham. Nobody could be Jack the way Jack can be Jack. Same for you, Alex. But only one podcast is where you can get in-depth analysis like this. Mm-hmm. I love how she asked him what he does, and it was the most dated thing they could say. So I'm setting everything up for the 2000 switch, and I was like, oh, I forgot Y2K was a thing. Everybody was so scared. Well, whatever, sits. Yeah. When it goes to 99, we're going to go back in time, and everything's going to be all like, what? Can we go back to zero? How about zero, you just, zero. How about you just program... Right two more numbers you're like where are we where are we or just everyone just knows that it's not 1900 on right. account of computers exist they were worried that the computers would know the difference and they would freak the fuck well, out they, and then they it would gonna, be skynet like they're gonna enslave us and for the black people <laughs> yeah. they're fucking just all right well, back in, back into your sheds <laughs> hey, what the fuck what the fuck is going <laughs> you had your freedom too long now yep. let's go it's, it's, it's a- time for you all to pick cotton <laughs> This is Beat'em Down. And I'm Random Randy Savage. Find us on all your podcatching apps like Podbean or Spotify. And follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or just go to www.cult45podcast.com. Also check out our YouTube for that sweet video content. Cult 45, the only podcast that puts hair on your chest. After these messages, we'll be right back. 
Oh, Randy. Soul Wizard says, Hitomi Tanaka is my dream woman. Thank you, Superhero Speak. Don't thank us. No, thank Randy. 45 and his dedication to that type of content. His deti- his, I heard John take credit for it. Trying to embarrass John. Yeah. <laughs> Not that hard, Every, really. Easy target there. Even with the, even with Miss Tanaka, it wasn't that hard? Mm. <laughs> oh, classic. Awkward. Oh! Awkward. I, I left myself I looking for that when I get it. Yes, you did. Because uh, you're a liar. I look for it every show for JD. <laughs> to mention like boobs or something, and for John to do like the Z scan with his face. I'm not even that much of a pervert, but I mean, like the fact that John gets so over the top with it, I just you can't help yourself. You got to play it up. Got to play it. Up. It's gimmick, man. We got to live up to the gimmick. <sighs> of course. All right. So I only here's the thing. I included two news articles that are related, but I it sums up my feelings on the current state of things and why I feel like we're not going to get any better <laughs> where we're at with Star Wars and, and Marvel. The first one is they've announced Soka season two is in production. And the other one is we're going to get a Mandalorian Groku movie now. And that's not the Dave Filoni movie, right? Exactly. Cause the original was going to be Dave Filoni was doing a movie that tied all the shows together. Out. Now it's nope. Ahsoka's getting season two and we're going to give the Mandalorian his own movie. And it's like, wait a minute. Why do one thing when you can do multiple things? That's exactly that's what we live in. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'm curious what everyone thinks. Um, but before we start that, I think the movie's going to flop. So um, yeah, go, go ahead. You can look like that. JD, go ahead. You go first. I don't know why you think it would flop. These, this has been the Mandalorian has been a tremendous success on Disney plus there's little fans all over, but you don't think people are going to watch the movie? Like buy the cow and you get the sex for free. But it's, you're not getting, you're not. In this case, it's a different <laughs> piece of content. Like you're getting a movie based on this. I don't. <clears throat> we have three years of of success underneath this. I think the movie's going to do. I don't know. It's no. I can't, I can't say what anything is going to do right now because the box office is so weird. But I uh-huh. think it's got success written all over it. People love the Mandalorian. People love Pedro Pascal. Absolutely. They really love Baby Yoda. I think that. You are being what we call a hater. And no, I'm being logical. Um, are you? Because I feel like a lot of moves that they've what, made in the last. What's the number years, one movie in the country right now, Dave? In the country right now? It's Mean Girls, the musical, the movie version. People love oh just God. paying for shit they've seen before for some reason. I don't understand it. You don't understand it, but dude, I saw make I've, stuff for us. I, that's true. That's not true. Godzilla, we had Godzilla plus or minus one. They make plenty of stuff for us. But I, mean, I, I saw the trailer. I saw the trailer for that Mean Girls, and I thought I was being Mandela affected for a minute there. I'm like, I've seen this. <laughs> I swear to God, I've seen this movie. So yeah. The funny thing is, no one has physical media anymore. You can't go like, you can't go to Hollywood Video and rent it. So you could have yeah. just taken Mean Girls off of streaming and then re-released it into the theater, and people probably would have gone. But instead, they're just gonna whatever spend however many millions of dollars it costs to make a and musical and movie version of a musical oh. of a movie it's already am i in inception i don't know all right so you think you're saying chris you think it'll be a success the mandalorian movie probably look at all those dumb disney live action remakes those all make money and none of them are good that's why they keep doing it all right so they made a, not- got, they made a live action remake of the lion king that wasn't live action None of it makes any fucking sense. And that was horrible, too. 
because all it yeah. was was CGI animals with no expression on their face. Yeah, it's so weird it's like, to have it's weird to have animals emoting with animal faces when animals don't really emote. Is just that was a bizarre undertaking. Yeah. Kassan says the Mandalorian movie will do well. Kids love Grogu. Parents want to take their kids anywhere for a few hours. This is true. If they write a decent script, it'll have legs. Now, I agree 100 percent And if, as long as Dave Filoni is involved in this, and like I said, the Mandalorian has been a success. So I, I don't see a problem with this one. Favreau's directing. Favreau it. is directing. I mean, oh, it's know, a win. So yeah, Actually, you, Favreau also did the Lion King movie, so you know. Mm. Uh, That's why I brought that one up specifically. <laughs> what, do you, what, what do you think, Don? <laughs> the fact that you all are talking about that Lion King remake in the same breath as Mandalorian and Ahsoka season two honestly offends me. I like really offended, <laughs> like I'm mad. Yeah. But no, no, this is going to be glorious. Okay. Glorious. I'm sorry. Like Mandalorian, <clears throat> everything Star Wars now is in, in my eyes, mind you. I know I have a bias, is has been great. I'm not saying perfect. Yes, I understand the internet sphere has its people, its Star Wars fans. Get out of here. Or horrible. No. Everything I watch is absolutely wonderful and entertaining. I don't know if it's because I have already watched Rebels and the Clone Wars, so everything that Filoni is doing and calling back to ending Ahsoka with uh, a major character, Edra Bridger, now back in the fold, General Mm. Thrawn coming back, the Mandalorian lore that they are following, with the dark saber and the mythosaur, I'm just super duper engaged with it all. And I thought Ahsoka season one was awesome. Did was it perfect? Yeah. No, because I didn't understand how an ancient Demiri witch artifact somehow led to General Thrawn's location in the outer. Okay, but outside of that, it was awesome. The Balin skull character that they had that is still out there. Unfortunately, the actor had passed away, but the character is still out there. I'm just, uh, the, so yes, absolutely. I want an Ahsoka movie though. Give me, I like the movies because it doesn't end. It's just one continuous story and you don't have to wait episode by episode for that development. So if Favreau has a great story to tell with the Mandalorian that he doesn't want to chop up, he just wants to go. Absolutely, I am all here for it. I hope it's good because the movies have been the weak link. The TV has all been good. And uh, see, and, and Star Wars, the weaker of the links. Even if you like the movies, the T, the, the Mandalorian's been more entertaining. So did, I want Star Wars misses. to be. I want the movies to be good. I want. So yeah, they did well, have misses like the the book of was it the book of Boba Fett? I don't think they, was I a mean, miss. it wasn't I, great. It was, it was fine. It wasn't great, but only because they brought in the Mandalorian halfway through. <laughs> well, I know what that's what made it better. They gave us the people we care about. Because honest to God, the worst part of the slowest parts of the book of Boba Fett were like the Boba Fett stuff. <laughs> it turns out the character that never was supposed to really have much to it didn't have much to didn't it. Much to it, yes, yeah. <laughs> the guy that fell in the hole wasn't very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Basically everybody's well, headcanon was way better than the reality. <laughs> which has been that way since nineteen eighty three. Why change? Right. Yeah, he was but supposed it, to be a badass, and it turns out he likes talking about he politics. He always looked cool until he took All his right. helmet off. Yeah. All right, yep. so my, my my take on it and why I don't think it's going to do is, it's my issue with what I feel like has happened to these franchises is too much interference from higher-ups, where I feel like Filoni had a plan of combining them and, and finishing it all together in a movie, and they went, and the powers that be at Disney were like, Wait, Ahsoka didn't do as well as Mandalorian, so just give her season two. Don't keep, don't put her in the movie. So now they're changing direction 
on what this movie is going to be. Based on what? Why finish it when you can go on on forever? Hold on. on. Why do you believe this, Dave? Where have you seen that this is what? (laughs) Because Filoni said that originally the plan was to wrap everything up. But how do you know this isn't Filoni's work? How do? Why do we just assume that it's studio interference instead of Filoni's change? Because like when a writer writes a story, it does change as it goes along. Right. It does grow and evolve. And he has multiple canvases to work on. Like, why do we just assume that this is studio interference fucking shit up rather than just say, hey, this is the story as it's evolving? Because Disney's already done it with Marvel. I see Star Wars Disney way different than Star Wars Marvel. I do. I honestly do. There's a lot that Star Wars has maintained, not going into time travel bullshit already, stuff like that, that. It's way more continuous than Marvel. So I think really Filoni does, and I could be wrong, so Dave, if you, but I think really Filoni does have the reins. I think he's got the Kevin Feige treatment right now. And Isn't I it really weird? That- JD, you pointed this out to me. I haven't read the book yet, but in the book they talk about where... Bob Chapek did it. Bob Chapek's no longer running Disney. But he's the one that said, oh, we've got to do more yeah, but- on Disney+. Plus, Correct. And that oversaturated was- the crap that nobody wanted. Correct. That was Bob Chapek, who was no longer running Disney. That's my point. Yeah. It's that, like the guy who was notorious for sticking his nose into shit isn't there anymore. That's why I'm pulling back on this because it is a new leadership brain. Like, Iger, Iger's, Iger. Charge, right? Iger's so. the guy that all the creatives love. Iger's the guy who oversaw the rise of the MCU, right? He also oversaw Star Wars stuff that not a lot of people like. So <clears throat> I don't know. I'm, I don't think it's fair to blame current regimes for issues with previous regimes. That's just that I'm going to, I'm going to lay off on, on shitting on this until it's bad. If it's bad, then I'll shit on it. But like, just going, this is going to suck ass because this, this, and this. It's like, let's let it evolve first before we poop on it. There's plenty of Marvel stuff worth pooping on. The Star Wars stuff has not been turd-worthy yet. So isn't it I'm, weird? I'm, Star Wars is more focused than Marvel, isn't it? How did that happen? It's like a whole gal, multiple galaxies now, of <laughs> like characters and stories, and it's definitely, I don't know, more consistent. But it's got a direction, and that's what the Marvel movies had in the beginning. Sure. Until they said, hey, look at all the money we're making. Let's put out more content and make lots more money. And that's not how it works. You make yeah. money when you're focused, when you've got a good story, when you've got a good director. And if you just start outsourcing and then start whipping your CGI you know, people. Maybe. Well, sometimes. Or not killing off the most important know. characters. That, yeah, yeah. That's, that kind of doesn't. That's the problem. Me. That's the problem that everyone comes down to at the end of the day. Don hit the nail on the head. They killed mm. Iron Man. They essentially killed off captain america and you lost the heart of the universe and they haven't been able to replace it they That's were so, they, and the other problem with that was chadwick boseman died who was supposed and to chadwick boseman yeah be the the replacement that d- didn't help them either no. you know? yeah it didn't 100%. help but they they got to get over that stuff though they got to mm-hmm. they got to do the recast they got to yeah. it's got to become a mainstay yeah. in the marvel universe they've, it's got to they've tried it just hasn't let's be realistic no studio like what Marvel did from 2008 to 2019 was unprecedented. It was unprecedented, right? And everything that they've done, they did before, they're continuing to do. It's just they're with their C and D list characters. And not everyone is the Guardians of the Galaxy that just worked in the faces when it shouldn't. I'm sorry. What were we expecting? James really made that work. He did. He's a genius. He is a genius. What were we expecting? Like the fact that we all thought that we're looking at a lot of the Eternals not do great. It's the fucking Eternals, man. Yeah, like, no Ant-Man, one cares had, about the Eternals. We had two good Ant-Man movies. How like Ant-Man hasn't been able to sustain a comic book series since the mid-60s. I feel like, like five issues. And we got two canceled. good movies out of it. 
And the Eternals right. could have. That's what the I'm Eternals could have been good, Not but good. I don't. It, it nah. could have. What? Well, what if you gave it to Gunn? He could have made something of it. Yeah, he and made Guardians of the Galaxy. Series, he already made that. If they give it a series saying. instead of a movie, you think, can't introduce ten new. They tried to do movie. way too much in that movie. That's the problem. They tried to waste. Yeah, that's why people have largely forgotten it. And again, that's my point: is that they they had an unprecedented run. At some point, you don't make all awesome movies. It just doesn't happen. They've had a bunch. But of- there were decisions though that Kevin Feige made. Even mm-hmm. during this epic Infinity Saga run, that are really landed us where we are right now. And my first one, so I, I got three here. Okay, this is what I'm going to shoehorn in here. So my first one is this, and this may seem silly, but I swear to God, cutting Thor's hair. When you cut Thor's hair, all the ladies that followed the MCU <laughs> because they wanted to see Thor no longer well, I, produce one. Prove me wrong. Produce a lady that said, "Hey, I'm glad they cut." I Thor's can go hair. bring her. No. I can go bring her in the room right now. Really? Oh, That's the only one on earth. Because I, when I worked in office before COVID, I worked pretty much around all ladies, and that was basically the consensus I got. They cut Thor's hair. I don't care now. So I'll go okay, with anec- I'll go with anecdotal. I'll go with anecdotal sure. evidence because it did make money, and that was a movie that people generally liked. The problem was people didn't like the second one because Waititi got a little too overindulgent. I yeah, think we can all sure. agree Thor: Love and Thunder was way overindulgent, and even the people in the movie were like, "Man, they've lost." He lost the plot a little bit there. And the fact yeah. that the man can't, like, like he's going through Shyamalan syndrome now. Like, everything he com- that comes out is just, like, like, people have totally turned on that guy. That's because you can, you can only take so much of Like, it, it has to be used sparingly and in the right places. But if yeah. it's all that, it's... I agree. I don't know. It's like eating too much of your favorite food. You're like, you get sick of it after a while. Mm-hmm. What do you but yeah, do, Don? Outside of that, it's the fact that, yes, we're, we killed off the most important and most interesting characters in the universe, and we can't get past this whole recast thing. It's just, you. He, so him not wanting to do that, Feige not wanting to do that and kill off the characters, it, it just, it, it kills it for me. I want the mainstay Avengers, I want Captain America, Hulk, unless, number three... You don't let the fucking X-Men sit there for five years. Yeah, god damn it. They're right <clears throat> there. I understand, yes, we had Patrick Stewart, Professor X. Of course, he gets killed by by Wanda and a little X-Men or, or orchestra version of the, the little theme there. Yeah, great. And I haven't seen the Marvels yet, but apparently it's been spoiled for me that there's Kelsey right, Beast. Okay, but outside of those little snippets, no fucking X-Men in... <clears throat> Or Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four would be a runner-up. But you right. could have done all those things and have introduced the X-Men of this universe. No, that's that's the problem. As you've led, we've been doing the C&D list just for a long time. Spider-Man is up in the air right now. Nobody knows what's... I don't think they even know what's going on with the next Spider-Man movie. Like, we left in a good spot. And it was, that, there was a few of the, the, the last wave MC movies people loved. Everyone loved Spider-Man. Everyone loved the last Guardians movie. Other than that, things have been very... me. Drew says Iron Man was a low-level character before the movie. They're still trying to follow the formula now and attempt to make the next Iron Man a noise. Here's the thing. Iron Man is a low-level character. Robert Downey Jr. was not a low-level star. Right. Robert right. Downey Jr. was a star. And right. that's the thing. Perfect too. for the role. Perfect mm. for the role. Like every, the America went, oh. Like when they cast him, everyone went, oh, yeah, okay, I see it. I don't I, want him back, though. I'm, I'm 50-50. No, we got to move on. We No, I'm with Chris. We got to move on. Okay. It was great. That's wonderful. Who, that, that's what I wonder. Let's make these movies sustainable. You know, let's not pay billions of dollars for actors. Problem yeah, is, pretty much. The problem is, though, as actors and stars drive things. And we're getting to a point where the star doesn't drive like it used to. And that's just the problem. For so long, the franchise has 
steered the ship. But now we've reached a point with the franchise, and this that's the story of 2023 at the box office, is the failure of the franchise. Because it wasn't just Marvel. It was Indiana Jones. It was Transformers. It was Fast and the Furious. It was Mission Impossible. All of the major franchises that had films in the last calendar year were failures, with the exception of Godzilla. Kassan says the problem arises when main heroes become static, i.e. they are mortal. The f- this face... This forces writers to focus on character arcs more than character action plots. Would the comic book fans favor drama over action? Comics. That's comics, man. That's yeah, you, that is comics, right? Yeah, you can right. talk about the state of specifically corporate comics since 1967, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Characters are static. By the end of every story, they reset. Ninety percent of superhero comics are just pages and pages of talking heads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a Claremont acolyte, so... He started it all. Like, he was that guy. Yep. I am also. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know, man. I think that... I think the problem is we just haven't been... We haven't put out the A-listers. I think that... I think the real test is going to be Deadpool. I I think it comes down to a... Yeah, exactly. And I do think it comes down to a few different things. There's a lot of pressure on that movie. That's the only one coming out next year. Yep. I have this weird feeling, like... Because they were pressured to put more stuff out on Disney Plus as TV shows... Mm-hmm. They didn't want to waste the X-Men or the Fantastic Four on a Disney Plus show. Absolutely. That pauses them from doing production. I also feel like maybe they want to distance themselves a little bit from the Fox X-Men universe before they bring in their own X-Men. But then they cast maybe. Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Yeah, and he and Kelsey Grammer as the Beast, and then pretty much, and they put Evan yeah. Peters. They tricked us in WandaVision. They did it on purpose. They put Evan Peters as a Quicksilver to make us all go, "Oh, they're bringing in the Fox universe." And then they said, "No, we're not." Psych, we are. That was probably the best thing that they've done with the Marvel TV stuff. To be quite honest, I liked WandaVision. I liked WandaVision Loki. Peaked. Loki was good too. A, f- a few of them, but I'd say as a whole, them bringing the Marvel stuff into the same. MCU, like with the TV, is it like a net loss for me? Yeah. I think yeah. I liked it better when they were separate and I didn't have to pay attention. That's the problem. As like I said, yeah. I've said a million times in the show, it feels like I th- homework. I, I don't see, I don't mind them bringing the TV stuff in as long as they're like keeping that tight schedule of, okay. But is that possible? You, no. well, it's also, it should be. But again, this but goes back to it, it seems the studio said, Okay, let's, let's do a lot more stuff and that's you make a lot more money and it doesn't work that like that. That's one of the things with the Marvels is a lot of people didn't know who Monica Rambeau and uh, Miss Marvel were because they didn't watch the shows. And it's one of the things that hurt that movie a lot. Like, mm-hmm. we, we got to admit that people didn't know who these characters were. They were just thrown in without any explanation, which is also one of the reasons I'm worried about The Mandalorian as a movie, because there's been three seasons on TV for this character. Are they, They're not going to repeat the history for the movie and there's gonna be a bunch of people like i have no idea who this is why am i gonna go see this movie? i disagree i disagree with that for one reason because there's a lot more viewership from the mandalorian than there has been on on wandavision or on the marvels or on that stuff yeah i know you guys never mentioned moon knight which doesn't have a direct tie because moon knight was I boring was, i watched I one episode and wanted to take a nap uh, it wasn't that boring. it was boring decent, but He's was right. okay. He really didn't I connect. didn't watch it because it was fun. Because... No, I watched it too. But when I got done, yeah. okay. So the MCU says all of this matters. All of this is connected. Like, that's the overall premise. And then I watched that, and I'm like, how? Yeah, see, I but don't they, think they that's keep widening right. the scope. That's the problem. And and you you don't see any tie-in coming in anytime soon because they keep widening the scope. And that's not the way they did it initially. 
No, there's no contracts with the X Men. Yeah, true. Say it all matters, but it doesn't. But it's like, but it's like comics too, though, right? Is exactly. like exactly. Very few people read every. We always like they used to always joke about the Marvel zombies, the people that bought everything that Marvel right. read. Yeah, right. Those are like few and far between. Like more often than not, I hate to use, I hate to beat this analogy to death, but I will because it works here. Comics continuity is a sell bar, right? Mm-hmm. You take what you like. Don is the biggest X Men fan I know, but how often do you buy like Avengers stuff? Yeah, very few on far between. Right. But I do yeah. pick and choose sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so that's about was- how soon after Infinity War and Endgame did this Marvel TV stuff come out? Two years. Do you know what I mean? So, and it's all the same. It's all the same actors in the same roles. So it feel it feels like it's telling me all of this is of one piece, and then it's not right. And I think that's turned a lot of people off. I think you're right. Yeah. I'm one of them. I'm one of them. I've said it before. This is just. It all feels like homework. It all feels like oh, we have. Right. And sometimes when it comes to this show, it is homework. And I like. I rebel, and I'm like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I thought you forgot. <laughs> no, I lie every week. No, I just don't watch because because it feels like homework. And you're right, Chris. It never feels like it really matters. Like I like Kamala Khan. I like the Kamala Khan show, but you can't tell me that show did as good in numbers as The Mandalorian. Like I go into the stores and I I see Grogu's all over the place. Like little yeah. kids all know Grogu. They don't yeah. know Kamala Khan. Like it didn't. The Mandalorian did hit a cultural touchstone. The Mandalorian mm-hmm. revived Star Wars. We can't forget that. After the Last Jedi. Dude, we did on this show. We all buried the shit out of the last Jedi. It sucked. Not that last Jedi. Rise of Skywalker, excuse me. Rise of Skywalker, yeah. Last Jedi, yeah, whatever. That was it. People thought Star Wars was dead. And then Filoni and Favreau come along yeah. with the Mandalorian and they breathe new life into the franchise. That's and, why I think they, this is the only they bring thing back that Skywalker. Skywalker. They did bring they back, back they, and they they was it they gave him new life. Like they made him a hero again. Yeah, Instead they did what he could reappear out. in a show or movie because yeah. lop them yeah. in there. They don't have Marvel's problem. They just if you're dead, they don't care. Boom, there you are. Right. right. It was that back but in it's history, different. So. It's different though, too. So it's just it's a different, it's hard to compare the two because they're very different. And I think that while Marvel under the Disney banner, Marvel started off very well and then became swallowed up by what they are. Yeah. Whereas Star Wars did hit the skids with the movies. Like I think Rogue One is, is universally praised and probably Force Awakens gets praised. But after that, everything's very sketchy as far as do the fans like it. The Mandalorian was universally beloved. Like, it has been. I don't disagree yeah, I, I with can that. Agree. Exactly. I can agree because I, I love the sequel trilogy, but I can agree that I'm a super crazy fan. People at large, my kids and, and all that. They, they brought Palpatine you know. back to life in the opening crawl. I'll never forgive them for that. Yeah, that <laughs> I will never, I will uh, never forgive they, they that actually, moment. They, they actually it's worth they brought, brought in Fortnite. Yeah. Yeah, say was, Fortnite. I was going to mention that. They, they brought <laughs> I don't play Fortnite. Fortnite. That's, That's even worse. better. That's I know. Not I know it's I'm not, not saying it's better. <laughs> it is a slight. That's I get it. I'm with you. It was it, that, yeah, exactly. It is just terrible. Like, but again, they've flip flop positions. Star Wars is the hot hand right now. Marvel is cold. Marvel, I'm glad Marvel's taking a step back because the last three years they've just been pumping out content. And now Iger's like, hey man, maybe stop. Maybe go back. And they're and, doing that. Like we're think we're back to the drawing board. Like we're back to like, okay, let's see what works. And the fact that, like Chris said, there's a lot of pressure on Deadpool, but I think it can step up to it because. It could, yeah. it, it'll be fun. I also, since I haven't and talked to you guys up. since it aired, I did Loki season two. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. everybody loves that, but me. 
and I just didn't watch it. All right. <laughs> and, and just to mention, Echo, that the, the series is confusing me. I'm saving it. My wife's out of town next week, so I'm saving it. why it's made. The reviews aren't great. Yeah. You I, know what? We'll get into uh, Yeah, we'll talk. We can talk about it. We'll, we'll get into that and all that in our main topic right after this big commercial break. <laughs> Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're the people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and with me, my co-hosts, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield, and the expert, Mr. Marquis, Mark Ellis Ray. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends review movies, TV, and sometimes more, podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. For Kellis Reagans, please tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard Podcasts. Everybody, you can head on over to SoWizardPodcast.com, and there you're going to find a brand new episode every week. Find So Wizard on all podcasting streaming platforms, such as iTunes, Spotify, good pods and pretty much wherever you can find a podcast check out our youtube page where new content is being uploaded regularly we also have a patreon page for as little as a dollar a month you can receive exclusive bonus content while you're supporting the show no i didn't first of all a podcast takes a lot of work okay you have to organize the guests you have to do a google calendar and then you build a following it takes a long and I've been working on it for a while. After these messages, we'll be right back. <laughs> All right. Oh, wait. Son said, Echo sucks. sucks. The flight mechanics are an embarrassment. The fight mechanics, not flight. No one's flying on the show. The fight mechanics are an embarrassment. Echo is being beaten by titanium clubs in the face, and she doesn't even have a bruise. Also, they're way more dance than fights. Sounds sexy. <laughs> I also watched one episode and gave up. I'm rubbing off on Kassan. I have worn him down. <laughs> yeah. Nobody cares about Echo. Just... No one ever has. I just don't... And that's, she even got Kingpin rub, rub and I don't care. And that's the whole thing. It's like they brought Kingpin and uh, Daredevil, Matt Murdock, back into this, and and still, I don't think a lot of people care. Kingpin so. rub, you put that on some brisket. Yeah, <laughs> real good stuff, tasty. All right, <laughs> we're here to talk about 2023 and what we thought were some of the best and worst things in pop culture from 2023. And uh, so we're gonna start with movies. Favorite? Should we start with best or worst? What do you think? Start with best, and then we'll shit on stuff. Okay, so best movie of 2023, and also let me before I start asking, let me put the warning label up here. This is our opinion. This doesn't mean these movies are necessarily the best. This is just what we I mean, think. Speak for yourself. Yeah, and if you have a different, how could opinion, you even know that? <laughs> if you have a different opinion, let us know in those comments down below. All right, or let's... keep it to yourself. Who cares? <laughs> Yeah, get your own podcast. No, no, put it in the yeah. comments so we can look oh, down upon them. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that too. let us shit on you publicly. 
All right. Favorite movie of 2023, and we'll start with Chris. Me? All right. I did... I actually... None of my favorite things are superhero stuff, honestly. I read tons of comics, and I watch tons of movies and all kinds of stuff. So I put a... I put Barbenheimer, so I put Barbie and Oppenheimer, just that whole phenomenon. I liked both of those movies quite Mm -hmm. a bit. You do probably like them both together, too. I probably like... Barbie more because it was just it was more fun but I do like Christopher Nolan movies so I liked Oppenheimer if I went with a nerd pick I would do probably Guardians 3 was fun I feel like if anybody besides James Gunn had directed that Gamora and Star-Lord would have got back together and would have ruined it agreed good for him good for him sticking with that sticking to his guns oh Sorry, I don't know where that came from. (laughs) Classic. All right, Don, your favorite movie of the year. My favorite movie of the year is going to be the Super Mario Brothers movie. This, my whole family just loved it. Vigorated Jack Black, I think, with the Peaches song. And now there's all sorts of memes and videos of him running around dressed as Bowser. So I'm not saying the movie was fun for me. It wasn't great. It wasn't like Shakespeare or nothing, but just... I don't know, just the fact that the whole family just loved it. It was done with quality, and it really got... 2023 really showed us that people will go back to the theaters, and, yeah. and that was really part of that for me, along with the Barbenheimer. I think it's right right there along those lines. So, yep, Super Mario for me, for sure. Cool. And they, it, it also reminded them about Jack Black so much that they're doing a Kung Fu Panda 4 movie now. Yeah. Yeah. I was hoping that would be Dave's pick so I could hear him say Mario. <laughs> J.D.? <laughs> I loved Godzilla minus one, but I that would have been my pick had Christmas Day not come along. And for me, it's the Iron Claw. We reviewed it last week on the show. I'm so close to the source material, and it meant so much to me. And to see a really great movie that involved pro wrestling in a year that was just chock full of disappointments. And really, to have that movie land and get the critical praise that it deserves meant a lot to me and it really was a special movie for me so for me it's the iron claw all right nice cool john why do you say it like okay your name doesn't have six (laughs) my no speaking of material that i'm close to it's my my father very early in my life brought me up on monster movies so godzilla minus one is my pick because it's not just a monster movie it actually put all of Hollywood to shame in showing you what you can do with real characters and how to make you, the audience care about those characters. Monsters stomping around and how to make a real story, how to put together a contiguous story where people grow as they go through and, and show them going through pain. And I, I'm just, I, I don't know anything that made me actually care about the characters on the screen more than that movie did this year. I choose to look at Godzilla minus one as the unofficial sequel to Oppenheimer. <laughs> That's fucking You're not great. All sure, there's fan fiction out there that is. Wait, how can buy Barbenheimer with Barbenheimer minus one? Is that well, I got Barbenheimer <laughs> minus three of them. I, I really like that. No, all I got to do is take like the end. They get the atomic bomb going, and then there, there's Godzilla. Yeah, it makes all makes sense. Through um, line, it, it clicks. It's funny with movies for 2023. This was the year of total surprise for me in the sense that there were movies we went and saw that i like had low expectations and loved and there were movies that i thought okay 
there's a lot of hype for this. I want to see it. It's going to be good. And it was crap. That being said, again, a movie that I was hesitant to see, and my co-host said, no, go see it. Godzilla Minus One. I think, yeah, definitely was my favorite movie of the year. I love The Iron Claw, don't get me wrong, but I think I liked uh, Godzilla better. No, those those are my top two of the year. I probably would have let Godzilla slide the theater, too. I probably would have. I'll just catch it on Max. It's a Godzilla movie. If John hadn't said, hey, we need to watch this. Honorable. I'm very glad we did. Honorable mention? Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. That's yeah. Fun. yeah, that, that was, was almost fun. my nerd pick. Yeah, it was close. A lot of people didn't like that one. I don't get why. I, I thought it was really fun, but I I was critical because I never understood why they're not delving into Ari Salvatore stuff for Dungeons and Dragons movies. So I begrudgingly, I know, and, and I watched it. I'm like, okay, this is fun. Like, all right, this, but still, I was like nerding about wanting to see well, this. They, now that they've made good general reception for this movie was really, really good. And it made money. So they'll probably go into that next. Cause, Did cause, it make, you know, I thought it was a bomb. I thought that Hollywood had written it off as a failure. Am I wrong on that? I know. I, I don't, don't think know. so. Who knows? I do think um, Chris Pine did a great job. He's um, great. I mean, he was truly amusing. Um, Michelle Rodriguez's character was, um, but outside of that, it, I really. It made like $208 million. What was the budget? Checking on box office mojo now. Budget was what was the budget? <laughs> oh, the CGI was great. Gelatinous not cube. Me the budget. Okay, so according down. to Wikipedia, the budget was one hundred and fifty, and it made two hundred and eight. So yeah, it was technically a failure. So technically, yeah. I mean, it makes it's fifty Madness. million over the budget, but like marketing costs and all that. I don't know, Did man. They it's, market it that much, really? It's a, I it's thought, Hollywood. Like everything loses money according to the Hollywood bookkeepers. Like nothing. Oh can yeah, make exactly, exactly. Who, who can do Plus, that? It, all, all they're overcharging and everything to pump up the budget and and get what they can out of it, whether it bombs or not, is probably the reason why Godzilla minus one came out with fifteen million dollar budget. And did as well as it did because there was no they they over in Japan they weren't pop, pumping up that budget adding all this stuff in that they really don't need. Yeah, I don't want to hear anyone bitching about over about what movies cost to make. I watched Godzilla and that yeah. is the best special effects of any movie this year. Yeah, if it that really does. If it doesn't win an Oscar for best special effects, it's a travesty. Like that movie. Like I'm looking at Godzilla going. That looks like a real freaking monster. Like it, it looks was like a monster that wants to eat you. Yeah, like, it was amazing. He, he was. Angry. Just, the special effects in that were just absolutely. Uh, speaking of anger, now, what do you think was the worst movie of 2023? All right, Chris, we'll keep going in the same order for this. Sure. First of all, I have a correction for Uh-oh. last year. Between when we recorded and the Did end of the year, I saw a movie that was actually the worst movie of 2022. What and it's that? a movie a lot of people liked The Glass Onion. I hated that fucking movie. Well, that was the Knives Out sequel, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I absolutely it. hated it. So that's my correction. <laughs> I just want to get that on the record. Yes. It's official I was, now. I was going to take a screenshot of uh, my critique of it. I sent to a friend and it wouldn't fit on my phone screen because I was bitching about it so long. So I'll <laughs> save you that. True. Um, um, Drew, you gotta see it in theaters. Yeah, yeah or find somebody with a 72 inch TV and a Dolby setup <laughs> in their basement. I have a hundred inch. So anyway, my least favorite uh, movie of this I mean, year was Renfield. Was out here comparing stuff. Sorry, I'm <laughs> Renfield. The Renfield. Cage. Yeah. Yes, I've heard bad things about it. I didn't get to see. I don't watch movies. I don't think I'm going to like. Like I don't. 
intentionally watch bad movies or I don't, I don't get any enjoyment out of that. I did go with friends to go see this movie and it was, so it's like a vampire movie that devolves until there's mobsters in it for some reason. I don't know. It didn't make any sense. It was just unbearable. It's, it's so Nick Cage. Right? Yeah. I, he was probably okay in it compared yeah. with everybody else. I'm just saying he's in a lot of weird movies though. And then a close second would I think be it needs money. A close second would be Wes Anderson's Asteroid City, which is really boring and nothing happens. Oh, in a Wes Anderson movie? You tell me nothing happens. <laughs> I'm shocked to hear that. It has an alien in it and nothing happens. Oh man. Wes Anderson's ET didn't quite live up to expectations. <laughs> <laughs> so boring. Wes Anderson's ET, I love it. I was talking with my brother-in-law about Moonrise Kingdom, and I'm like, he like when he gets struck by lightning that second time, the kid dies, and the rest of the movie is just like an afterlife fantasy. And he's like, I don't think Wes Anderson would do that kind of movie. And then he comes out with this movie where there's an alien in it. I'm like, really? You don't think so? <laughs> anyway, uh, Don. Yes, Don. Quantumania. Quantumania was going to be my worst of 2023. It basically made me not go want to go to the theaters or see and. Marvel anything really since to be honest with you. I watched Secret Invasion, but other than that, it just yeah, it was very blah. Fucking Kang the Conqueror gets killed by some ants. Janet Van Dyne uh, apparently had coitus with Bill Murray's character <laughs> at some point. Yeah, who hasn't had coitus with Bill Murray? <laughs> so yeah, no, it's a quantum it just horrible. And I really thought it was going to put everything back on track. Okay, here we go, the next saga even though it's multiverse and I really don't want to deal with that. I think it's too much, but whatever, here we go. And yeah, it was just crap. Good pick. <laughs> I took All it before right. anyone else could. <laughs> All right, JD. Don beat me to it. So I'm going to change my pick. I'm going to choose a movie that I did not actually see, but one that I know is terrible. And one that makes me hate American law, right? We praise the idea of the public domain and why the public domain is the backbone of America and why create and why things should not be controlled oh. by one company, why they should be, why they should be free to the public. Oh, until, man, we're going with this. until Winnie the Pooh blood and honey came out. Oh, and there's just yeah. Fucking assholes out there that feel the need just to be gross. And like, and of course this year we have a steamboat Willie because so the horror movie steamboat right Willie in three, two, they did. It's coming out already. Like it's already maybe the poo thing would be like a mad TV sketch from 20 it's years like, ago. Yeah. It is yeah. not, it's not a right. movie. already laying no. in the, scene. yeah, exactly. It's, it's the lowest <laughs> hanging fruit. It's that the fruit hangs so low that it's fungus. Like it's yeah, complete and total horse shit. It's a travesty. It's embarrassing. <laughs> Some dumb fuck teacher got fired for accidentally playing that movie to his fourth grade class. <laughs> like, oh, I, yeah, you, I heard about that. Yeah. How do you mess up? Because you're I mean, it's got blood That's the best thing to come out of that movie. That is the best thing to come out of that movie. 100% was reading that story. But yeah, what a giant piece of excrement. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad I picked Quantumania so you could do that. Thanks, Don. <laughs> All right, Mr. O'Grady. Okay, worst. Okay, so I'm going to go with the one that I... with the movies that I saw and I would have, I don't know that I would have even picked quantum media as my pick until I, but then I saw Aquaman and the lost kingdom and I have not been in a movie. And again, this is the one where I have my nephews and my, and I dragged my sister to it. Cause she's like, I haven't been to a movie in a while. Where are you going to see Aquaman? Oh, okay. I'll go with you. So she's never going to see another movie again. 
and uh, I've ruined her. And uh, this is the first movie in a long while where towards the end, I just wanted to leave. I did not, I, I cared nothing about anything. Normally my OCD would have me sit there and watch to the end because I need to see what the end is. This one, I wanted, I just wanted to throw my popcorn and, and, and just walk out the door. Uh, so that's my worst. Okay. I will continue along those lines and say, I'm sorry. I know people say you're being too harsh, but no, the flash was because really? it was built up for so long about being this great multiverse movie and Michael Keaton's return and all this stuff. And I feel like Keaton was wasted. I feel like because they decided to change directions, they turned the ending into a joke. And Did you leave Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. I was shocked you didn't pick Ninja Turtles. You hated it. I can't that believe movie. you didn't pick that movie. <laughs> I swear that's what you're going to pick. Yeah, I thought so too, because you rallied so hard on Ninja You hated Turtles. that movie so much. You could not wait to take a big dump on that film. And I'm like, this is great. And you're like, fuck this movie. And I don't remember you being that angry with Flash. Well, or I thought maybe you just say, say Spider Gwen and end the show. Oh, God. <laughs> that's yeah. it. No, no. <laughs> I don't know. But here's the thing. After I thought about it after the show, and JD, you made a point about Ooh, movies movies being <clears throat> made for a, a target audience, and this movie really wasn't made for True. me. It's it's made to bring turtles to the to a new audience. The Flash yeah. was made for you, exactly. Oh, good yeah. point, actually. Good point. Yes, the Flash was made for me. I love Flashpoint. I loved. I don't love the DCEU, but I like I love the idea of Keaton coming back, and it was just it was such a letdown. Oh, I'm sorry. I get it. I get it. Yeah, that's your juggernaut moment in next three when I learned he what they didn't make him they made him a mutant and they didn't even acknowledge he was Xavier's step. I get it now. That was my thing. I was excited for, and then they just shit all in my mouth. When he he goes up. I'm the juggernaut bitch, and we were all supposed to laugh at that. God, Brett Ratner is the worst. You know what? You know what? Nothing this year was as bad as X-Men The Last Stand. God, I hate that movie. Mm. <laughs> Horrible. Uh, yeah. That first right. Wolverine movie is... It's man, also uh, really bad. Wolverine Origins? Holy shit, was that a bad movie. Dude, that poor... second one's boring, too. The second one's not great, but it's not bad. That no, movie has redeeming bad. qualities. I swear it does. I swear, Which, leave Shriver as Sabretooth and their relationship building in the beginning of that movie. Up man. until they get to the point where they take Deadpool's mouth off they okay. casted Once ryan Reynolds to play deadpool and made him silent what the right fuck? so when they get to that point you're right it's okay this is shit but i'm telling you up until that point all right it was how did we ever get logan that movie rules i know isn't that crazy dude i it's so funny that he's got he's got this legendary run as wolverine but a lot of those movies aren't very good at all <laughs> it's true it's because it's him and the ladies like all right. It's like everyone's such a terrific actor too. He's everyone's sexy. sad. Henry Cavill's not Superman anymore, but I don't know why. What's the good Henry Cavill Superman performance? Yeah, I think he did a good job legit, with Zack. I, I think that he tries really hard. I think he could have been a good Superman, but Zack Snyder was directing the helm of that. So yeah. we're right. gonna get it. What are we doing? Let's, let's move on to TV. Best TV, TV show of 2023, and JD's probably got nothing for this. I'm thinking. So this time we'll start. We'll start with Don. Best TV show was Obi Wan this year, right? Obi Wan this year. 
last, last year. year. Okay, mm-hmm. then it's easy. Ahsoka. Ahsoka was a Mandalorian season that was was good. Uh, that was really good. But I really like the Ahsoka character. Uh, I liked it. They brought Grand Admiral Thrawn back with his zombie stormtrooper army. I just really enjoyed uh, uh, Ahsoka a lot. Probably more than most people did. But I think uh, um, Rosario Dawson plays a great Ahsoka. I'm super happy that's who's playing the character. And uh, yeah, Ezra Bridger, he's he's back. He's back in the main universe. It just set up so much cool stuff for me. Again, loved Mandalorian season three, absolutely. But Ahsoka really beat it out for me. All right, cool. JD, <laughs> Dynamite was not a good show this year for the most part. For Dynamite. <laughs> sucked for large poor 2023 so no i will not be choosing a professional wrestling show my favorite ahsoka is probably the best thing i saw on tv this year i so i'm going to echo don's comments on that and the hayden christian stuff man just it was uh, good it was good he was really good he really revitalized himself and like, oh yeah himself. and he deserves it because he got shit on I think it's how I, feel about I think George Lucas is a good director. Like for all of George Lucas's imagination and vision, vision and business prowess, he's not great with the people stuff. He got very lucky that he cast the people he cast in the first Star Wars movie, and they had just amazing chemistry the I, three of them. Because they're reading dialogue, it's not that great, but they also, like transcend the material. I feel Hayden Christian has also grown so much as an actor since then that like he can look back and say, "Hey, you know what? That wasn't great direction." And I can do this with the character now. Has, has he grown as an actor? Because he was pretty much retired for the better part of two decades. Mm-hmm. I think maybe he just has a better rap on what he could have. He showed more personality. I really liked it. Again, I hate to just like piggyback off of Don, but I spent a lot of 2023 avoiding TV shows to watch. Yeah. Because yeah, I just, it, nothing, thank you, nothing grabbed me in the slightest. I really liked Soka though. That was a great show. Hey, and right. just going to, going to Hayden Christensen, uh, there's not much you can do with dialogue like, I hate Sam. I mean, have you felt sand though? Have you been on the beach and like <laughs> had sand getting your shoes like days when you're like, I hate this fucking sand. I understand completely where he's coming yeah, from. On that. Sand sucks. All right, John, what about you? What's your favorite uh, show of the year? When we say TV shows, that's an anachronism here, now. Here we go. We're, we're, <laughs> wait, no, not a, I'm, it's I'm not just, a teaching just, moment, John. I, I'm just question. saying that I, I, I'm not. Te- I'm just saying that it's I, I'm counting streaming shows, episodic yes. streaming shows. Right. That would be so, TV. Like Ahsoka would have been up there, but the One Piece live action came out. Oh yeah, and That's uh, for you. yeah, and that was my hands down favorite because it was done so damn well. And just to reiterate what we what I've said about it before, the executives could take note of this that instead of pissing off the creator of One Piece and kicking him off a sh- off the show that you're creating for him, he had Oda, the guy who created One Piece, had final say on. The actors, the dialogue, the storylines, the whole nine yards. And look, hey, lo and behold, everybody loves it. It was a hit. Maybe they should take a look at that and then look at all the ones that failed and maybe try to figure out the difference. (laughs) But yeah, that's my How would they justify all their high paying jobs? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. Call me crazy. But yeah, maybe if they made more money off of everything, maybe they could have high paying jobs. Mm-hmm. What am I? I'm kidding myself. They, they're going to take all the money anyway and then just buy some broken down whips for the CGI people. <laughs> How about you, Chris? My favorite show is the HBO show, The Righteous Gemstones. If none of you have seen it, it's about a family that runs a mega church and they're all 
preachers. It's got John Goodman as the patriarch, mm. Danny McBride, Edie Patterson, Walton Goggins as Uncle Baby Billy. It's a great show. It's funny, and it's solidly within my favorite, which is crime. There's a lot of crime in it. So it's a great show. Cool. Ahsoka was also good, but it's not going to be my top pick. Cool. <sighs> yeah, I was thinking about this. I'll stick with the theme of the show, and I'll echo Ahsoka. Yeah, I, I just I loved seeing that all in live action. I do think bringing Ezra and all those characters in that people from that love the Clone Wars and the God Rebels like this now brings makes it what's the word I'm looking for? It puts more weight to it. It like makes it more real. It's okay. Yeah, they were cartoons, and some people just dismiss that. But now it's no. Now it really is part of the. The Star Wars universe, and I was cool, yeah. and I can't wait to see uh, what they do with the movies. What were you gonna say there, Don? Well, it, it does. It brings those into the fold more, and hopefully, gets more people to go back and look at the Clone Wars and look at Rebels, because yeah, there is some seriously badass stuff that goes on in those shows. But yeah, is anime. My own wife ridicules me for watching animated shows. I get it, but hey, I whatever. I'm gonna ignore her, her vitriol and watch it because it's great. Since you're already talking, Don. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel we all should have the same answer for this one. Worst television show of 2023. Oh, it's uh, definitely this show called uh, was it Love at First Sight or whatever. I'm curious. You think we should all have a consensus? What What do you What do you think? I, I know what I'm, he's talking about. John knows what I'm thinking. I know what he. Because <laughs> I've also avoided a lot of TV myself. Yeah, uh, this a year, lot of people so. avoided this show. I think. <laughs> but Secret Invasion sucked. Oh, I don't know if you want. You yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was it, which is correct. bad because it was there were interesting parts of it for sure. It is interesting that Nick Fury has to be told by the scrolls, "Oh yeah, there's a million of us." E, but yeah, they fucked that up somehow. Yeah, it was so bad, so boring. Oh, and they made his wife a scroll, and then she died, and he didn't care. That was also like, oh, okay. And then none of that mattered in the Marvels movie because he didn't act anything like he would have had he yeah. actually got through that. So. Good. That sucked. Let's forget that it happened. Much like the Eternals. <laughs> JD, do you have a do you have a worst show for 2023? Since you didn't watch Secret Pick one. Pick a Marvel show. I don't watch one show. Jeff watched. I was very unhappy with large chunks of AEW Dynamite this year. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> okay. Oh, what about uh, that explosion at the end of the match with, between uh, Moxley and that, Kenny Omega? That was in 2021, sir. That was really bad. <laughs> the lack of explosion, you mean? When it yeah. didn't explode and they had to, and poor Eddie Kingston pretended it did? Yeah, that was bad. How about you, John? Do you have a different answer or are you sticking with Secret Invasion? Oh, no. Secret Invasion was just like when I was watching Aqu- Aquaman. I Towards the end, I just didn't want to watch the rest of it. I just I, I only finished it because I thought, oh, this is going to somehow tie into the Marvels, and it didn't at all. And it didn't, and it I got... I only finished and, it because I was on the show the week that it ended. <laughs> <laughs> I knew we were going to talk about it. <laughs> and the, 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 thing, the, show. the thing that got me with Secret Evasion was, um, towards the end, you're thinking, this is horrible. It can't possibly get... Like, I thought, all right, I've oh, seen the lowest of low, and then I got to the end, and I'm like... No, it got worse. I, I just, I can't believe it. It got worse. <laughs> just, yeah. Chris, do you have anything worse than Secret Invasion? No, that was my pick, 100%. Yeah, yeah. But it's worst sin. It's worst sin is that we've already dealt with the Super Scrolls and the Fantastic Four is nowhere around. Yep. So we'll never get a good, like, Fantastic Four versus Super Scroll 
versus Rilland or some cool shit because they already did it in a lame ass fashion in this show. That's eh, big. Nobody cares thing. about this. With they horrible they CGI. Again. Yeah. All right. And then the last one, I think, and this might be difficult for some people, <laughs> not for our two guests. One of the reasons they're here. Comics. Favorite comic of 2023. JD. So I really got into, I did not read nearly enough comics in 2023. This is a very busy yeah. year for me and I didn't read enough, but I did catch up on a lot of the, uh, I think the Charles soul star Wars series from Marvel. And I really liked that. I quite enjoyed the adventures of Luke and his yellow lightsaber. So I would highly recommend that to people. It, it fills a nice little niche. Star Wars still. comics since Marvel took over. Yeah. They're awesome. Good. Especially the Darth Vader stuff. Yeah. The Vader stuff is really good. Yeah. Really enjoyed Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Good shit. Pretty consistent. Oh, all right. John, you have one? Because I haven't really been reading a whole lot of comics. Now, remember, I did stipulate you didn't have to really come out this year if you read it in 2023. The only comic I really read was Justice League versus versus Godzilla versus Kong. Ah. (laughs) But so I'm going to go with the anime stuff, if that's okay. That is perfectly fine. Manga counts. Okay. Most people would have said Heavenly Delusion or Pluto. I have down Free Run Beyond Journey's End because having a an anime that basically deals with death and what happens after after you die. Like the whole setup is it's what happens after this elf has finished defeating the demon lord with her group. And then she realizes that everybody else is human and they're all passing away one after the other. And she didn't really get to know them and what happens after that and dealing with the fact of death and and trying to deal with that for centuries after that. It's yeah, it makes you cry. So I picked that. Oh, and people will come after me if I don't mention uh, One Piece this year because it was the Wano arc gear five. One of the, the, the basically the one episode that basically took Crunchyroll down the whole website. Yeah. When that happens, you have to mention it. It was okay. popular. Some people say. <laughs> All right. How about you, Chris? I know you've read a lot of comics this year. I have. Unfortunately, I don't like most of the stuff I read. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so you're going to have a lot of picks for worse. That's there's this, you're reading X-Men. I don't know. <laughs> oh. I stopped reading that a while ago. Dude. If I watch a superhero movie with my wife, she gets bored and says it looks like a video game. She's been saying this for years. And you know what I mean? all the CGI and stuff. And I feel like we're at this nadar in culture where like TV and movies and video games all look the same. And now comic books with the Mm. computerized coloring, everything's all is looking the same and it's driving me nuts. And I know comics used to look that way because they were a four color process and they're not made that way anymore, but I miss it looking like someone drew it like lines on paper. Yeah, Yeah. So that's a lot of what I'm looking for. So some of my favorites, some of the exceptions, Brubaker and Phillips, who do a lot of crime comics, they put out 220-page graphic novels this year. Put out eight since, like, halfway through 2020. They're awesome. Which is insane. Night Fever and Where the Body Was, both good. I know you're saying this came out in January, but only if you're an asshole and you didn't buy it at a comic book store, it came out in (laughs) December. Uh, Monica from Daniel Close that came out also great and then I've been getting into because a lot of current stuff isn't satisfying me I've been getting into a lot of reprints Um, Clover has taken over the Dick Tracy reprints from IDW ah okay they've put out four volumes so far 
Dick Tracy, I think, is a missing piece to Batman, by the way, that nobody talks about. It's a good so everybody, said. Everybody, yeah. yeah, everybody says Batman is like the shadow and like the pulps. Right. Dick Tracy started in 31. The pulps mm-hmm. started in 33. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. No, you're, you got a good point to that. Just a Especially little like Especially with having a rogues gallery and stuff like that. Rogues we don't gallery, talk, he's got we don't gadgets. Nearly, yeah, we don't talk nearly enough about the influence Dick Tracy had over comic books in general. Yeah, yeah it's it's interesting. interesting. So those, and then also Dark Horse has started putting out Creepy and Eerie, which were comic magazines from the 70s. Yeah. putting out floppy trade versions. You order these ahead of time, they're like 12 bucks. A really good deal. And that's that's pretty much it. All right. I know, that's not a number one, but... Dang, you read a lot of comics. All right. All right, Don. I know it's all Hickman X-Men stuff, right? Sorry. Uh, He hasn't been there for years. No, he has not. No, what I would say for me is my favorite, and this is number two, is number one. That's Predator versus Wolverine. That's a joint venture between Marvel and 20th Century Fox. It is written by Benjamin Percy, who also does the X-Force and other various X titles. I just, I love the concept. As soon as I heard that they were doing a Predator versus Wolverine and Benjamin Percy was going to be the one writing it, I was instantly on board. But it has a really cool concept. It's a one-off thing. It doesn't exactly, like, Predator's not in the Marvel Universe. You got to take it with a grain of salt. But basically the idea is that the Predator came across Logan out in the Canadian wilds, and they were fighting, and the Predator almost killed him. A grizzly bear uh, came and uh, got in the fight as well, and because of that, Wolverine survived the fight. Um, but then Wolverine gets involved with uh, Task Force S, or no, I'm sorry, that's DC. But uh, anyway, um, you know, he <laughs> gets involved with Predators little... versus Batman. Yeah, exactly. There is. But yeah, he gets involved with the Canadian-American Special Ops where they keep scrambling his brain. So he forgets about the Predator, but the Predator doesn't forget about him and is basically labeled him as like the ultimate enemy. So it's like over the ages, they just they have these fights and it finally crescendos in their final fight. But it was just really well written, a really good concept. And boy, Wolverine just goes through hell. We've seen Wolverine get his metal ripped out by Magneto. A couple of years ago, I seen him swim through a river of lava and come out as just a skeleton to get the Muramasa blade. But in this one, uh, a couple of things happen. The Predator finds out that his skull is adamantium and really wants that as a trophy. And so he has this weapon that he like shoots acid in people's faces and it just melts their head down to their bone. And he does that to Wolverine. So Wolverine's dead a little bit and he doesn't realize he's going to come alive again. So he gets him up in his spaceship. Wolverine comes alive, although it's just a metal skull at this point, but he's alive and aware. He rips himself out of the spaceship as it's leaving orbit. So Wolverine falls through orbit and goes through the entry. It gets burnt up. And then, yeah, it crescendos in the Predator using the Predator bomb. And Wolverine's right there. So Wolverine gets blown up by that big Predator nuclear bomb. A couple days later, wakes up. He's <laughs> okay. I won the fight. So I don't know. It was just wildly entertaining, and I love the concept off rip. So yeah, oh, God, that sounds that's, fucking awesome. That's I'm not going to read it because I love I loved listening to you talk about it. Yeah, I, yeah I that's all I need. Don gave me the blow by blow, and I'm like, this is great. Yeah, okay, ordering that on Amazon right now. Is <laughs> it better? Is it better than 1992's Magnus Robot Fighter versus Predator? I, I, I missed With that covers one, by Barry Windsor Smith. Wow, I'd have it's a to deep say pull for you guys. Yeah, some, yeah. Old, some old Valiant, Magnus, the Valiant, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's funny you mentioned Hickman Day because when we talk about worst, I don't have a, I won't have a worst. Oh, I have uh, one. I, I only read a couple comics this year. 
And I really thought about that. And I'm going to have to pick it up for next year. So I did read something that came out a couple years ago, but it's the first time I read the whole thing. And I really enjoyed it. And it is going to be my number one is The Last Ronin. Oh, yes. Because even though it was two years old and it's tied into one of my favorite moments of the year. So, yeah, I loved it. And, of course, the other honorable mention is The Devil That Wears My Face. Um, that was a good one. Yeah, that, that was by uh, Pepos. David Pepos put that out. It's good. Friend of the show. <laughs> yes, which we're, I'm trying to get him on the show, but the timing he's a, he's hasn't worked. Out. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, timing isn't working out right now with that. But Because uh, he's been on the show before when we did, the, I want to say, Spencer and Locke? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. the, the second one, right? Yeah, when he's we did it, he, he came on after we, we reviewed that on the show. Yeah, and so... We, we discovered him. No, we <laughs> didn't discover him. We fi- we found that, hey, he's here, and he writes some really great shit. book so. is already out, John. <laughs> <laughs> there is another honorable mention, actually, that I should have mentioned. So you reminded me, Dave, when you said that. It's another friend of your show, a friend of mine. Rich Duick did a run yeah. on Magic. Oh, Which, yeah. subsequently, I got back into Magic, like, balls deep. I'm actually... Very much so in the magic now. And the fact that, oh, shit. And he was writing, like, thank you, Rich. You made me cool because I was in a comic shop with my nephew. And I'm like, hey, I've interviewed that guy before. And he wrote that magic comic. But, yeah, he's slaying it with that shit. And I already know that my favorite comic of 2024 is going to be an issue of Damage Inc. But enough about me being killed. All right. He's got a rich good buddy of mine. He's got an issue. He's got a series of Dark Horse going on called Drive Like Hell that looks really awesome. Yep. Yeah. I love I've known Rich for 12, 13 years, and I just love that uh, he's breaking through and really getting a name for himself now. It makes me very proud of my friend. Yes, and uh, and upset that you're not doing the same. No kidding. You're stuck on this podcast with us. I'm fine with that. (laughs) I'm okay with that. All right, all right. So then, worst comic of 2023 jd do you have one you said yeah 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 boy i sat down and i read the dark crisis on infinite earths in one sitting i put it down and i said i don't know what i just read really i didn't i read every issue i retained none of it it meant absolutely nothing to me and i was just like that's it was a very heartbreaking moment because i'm like maybe i don't like this stuff anymore and i really it was like a an existential moment for me of, of thinking man maybe i've grown past this hobby and it was a little heartbreaking but i did i read the entire thing in one sitting and i was just like i felt absolutely nothing i don't know this point wow or maybe you've just read too many crises from dc i know i have i know crises, that's accurate crises okay it sucked all right john do you have one i've got a kind of a tie kamikatsu working for god in a godless world is some of the worst cgi you've ever seen in an anime it's it's it, it it's like staring in it's terrible. It's terrible. My life is uh, new guy's new guy's son's dog. It's about a guy who reincarnates as a dog, and it's an X-rated show. And I'll leave your imaginations to just how bad I don't that even can want, get. I don't even want. Nah, it. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> but the worst for me was I got a cheat skill in another world and became unrivaled in the real world too. And I know JD that you love those titles. <laughs> Translation, man, it's an amazing thing. Yeah, yeah, and it's just, it's the worst part. It's a power fantasy of just take any 13-year-old kid who, you know, and let him write a story of how he becomes the strongest in the world and Uh, then make it stupider. That's And the funny thing is, the animation on a lot of that was actually really good, which is weird, but it's just horrible. So there you go. All right. All right, I know you guys have some for me. So Chris, worst comic Um, of 2023. I actually don't have anything that I'm going to call out. 
Ah. Because, yes, I agree with you, JD. The modern, specifically the big two, which is uh-huh. a joke considering like Viz and Kadansha outsell Marvel like 10 to 1 in this mm-hmm. country. But anyway, but the big two have left us behind with their storytelling <laughs> in a lot of ways. But also at this moment, it's easier to get reprints of stuff I've never read. Yeah. Newspaper reprints like that Dick Tracy stuff or Marvel and DC are both putting out large collections of stuff for that kind of old stuff. So there's always old stuff to read. There's a, And then also I read a lot of manga this year, actually, because that stuff still looks like comics. It still looks like ink on paper so yeah. I could get into it more. Yeah. I'm not going to try not to shit on anything. Maybe it's a You're better man kind than of, me. Maybe it's some it, kind it, of New Year's it, resolution. I don't know. <laughs> it's funny because some of the favorite, my favorite stuff I have is old reprints of early Superman strips yeah. uh, from the 40s and some of the early comics. I've got an omnibus of the original action run books. And it's it's so fun to read that stuff because it's so different from what we have today. Yeah. Yeah. You can't read it like straight through, but you can read one like before bed. Yeah. yeah. And then, and if you actually want to see Bob Kane artwork, because he didn't draw the comics, but he did draw the newspaper, the Batman newspaper strips. Yeah. Apparently, everybody kind of confirms that's actually his hands. Anyway, hmm. another aside. All right, Don, you're biting at the, you're chomping at the bit. You want to attack? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is Ultimate Invasion, written by Jonathan Hickman. It is the most convoluted mess. See, Hickman's supposed to be a world builder, but I've, I'm afraid he's gone mad because at this point he's just putting graphs in. In lieu of actually telling a story, loves and, his grants. Yeah, not going to work. And, and this actually has a good setup because the setup is, of course, the Ultimate Universe is gone ever since uh, Secret Wars gone. But some elements of that still persist. One of them being Miles Morales, as we all yep. know, and the other being the Maker, Evil Reed Richards. The Maker is in a prison in some multiverse somewhere, but nonetheless, he breaks out. He arranges in an amusing way, actually. He arranges his breakout. And his whole thing is, I'm, I want to get the Ultimate Universe back. I want to get our Ultimate Universe back. But I'm being pursued by all these time-traveling superheroes, blah, blah, blah. But it all, other than being a convoluted mess, it all culminates into a fight between Kang the Conqueror and Reed Richards the Maker. Ooh. Really? What do they do? They fist fight, Hickman. You put <laughs> Kang it the is Conqueror. a comic book. <laughs> <laughs> And oh, the maker in a fist fight, you dumb fuck. <laughs> I, uh, so fist yeah, <laughs> I just, and we don't get the ultimate universe back. So that, that is not a thing that has happened. So we didn't even accomplish anything. We just, yeah. New ultimate there, universe. Yeah. But, it, and, and that's ongoing. That's still developing, but I'm just like, really, this was all decided didn't accomplish um, anything in monthly superhero comics? Are you shocked? Me? <laughs> and, and that's why I'm out. That's why I don't even collect X-Men anymore because I was going through the age of Krakoa, right? We did the powers of X and or, or whatever, House of X, powers of 10. Okay, cool. I'm with you. Then we did this like Krakoa that. age. Yeah, I, I like that. Then we went to this Krakoa age where everything was just like, they didn't want to follow Hickman. They wanted to live in Hickman's world. They didn't want to progress the story. So he rushed out his story. And at the end of the day, what just happened is Orcus, the people that he set up as the main mutant uh, enemy, they fucking kill. They kill Krakoa. The mutants are now back to the trope of being near extinct. There's no more revival, which is fine. I'm fine with that. 
but the Avengers aren't. They don't seem to care, even though there's an Avengers and the Uncanny Avengers Unity team. But really, we're back to square one now. And the only thing that really happened was we've got some freaky mutants living on Mars now with Apocalypse and his family. And finally, and this is big, this is actually a big accomplishment. They have joined the Wolverine and Cyclops factions, right? Those that want to see Wolverine or, or Jean Grey continue to fuck Cyclops and those that want her to fuck Wolverine, <laughs> we have joined them together because now they live in a menage a trois relationship and they both get to take... Yes, you didn't know this, J.D.? Oh, yeah. yeah, that happened a few years ago. I didn't know this, God. Yep, they are now in a three-way a relationship. A throuple? So, yes, you can see on Hickman's graphs, his maps. Jean he gets even what she out. They've got they Polly. They map out their quarters, and so it's Jean Grey, and then she has Wolverine and Cyclops on each side with open doors. Yeah, um, so that's what we've accomplished with two years' worth of continuity is, yeah, Wolverine can fuck Jean Grey now. Yay. I wish he was still short. Remember when Wolverine was short? That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> short and hairy and yeah. you know, not somebody. I didn't read the comic, but I feel disappointed now. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, my Man, Hickman did such a good job on Fantastic Four and <laughs> Avengers, yeah, yeah. all that stuff. That Man, so people good. are really high in this X-Men run. It sure sounds like it's flattened out at the end. What are you feeling, son? What are you feeling on the new thing? I know Breivort's going to edit the book, and I assume new creative team and new stuff. But you have hope, Don, or are you just completely devoted of hope? No, I do have hope because they started it the right way, right? Like this new Fall of X is going to start or has started. I need to, but I'm going to, I'm going back to being a trade guy. So I'm going to wait a minute. But it's basically started out with Colossus, Wolverine, and Nightcrawler going to rescue Cyclops. That to me, I'm being, I'm not being facetious. That's a great recipe. I'm in. Yeah. But what's we'll see. Yeah. X-Men always spirals and becomes too large. Yeah, exactly. Much, Consistently. much like our current MCU moments. All right. That, that's been the X-Men since the mid-80s, though. That's just what they do. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sorry. All right. We're not going to do worst moments, but I want to end on a happy note so people feel good. So what was some of your favorite or best moments of 2023? And now, John, you get to go first. I don't have one listed. <laughs> <laughs> you may all brand. be depressed now. I don't have a favorite moment. Really? None. I can't think of anything that makes me jump for joy right now. Not for the last year. Wow. I, ins- I, I, I changed all the doorknobs of the internal doors. And, and when I did it and I used a screwdriver, I didn't hit any of the electrical wires. I didn't hit any of the plumbing. <laughs> I was really proud of myself. Well, I would hope That's there's no electric or plumbing going through your doors. You'd be surprised at how <laughs> adept I am at screwing things like that up. But uh, no, I just, uh, I don't like uh, <laughs> it's the whole for preparing for Christmas. Yeah, pretty much. Thanks, Kassan. <laughs> yeah, I don't have anything. Thanks for making me sad. <laughs> All yes. right. How about you, Chris? <laughs> A few things. I uh, So... I lived in the Southwest for a long time. I lived in Phoenix. I'm from here. I haven't lived in Indianapolis in 20 years. So when I became novelist and became a professional writer, it was I was living in Phoenix. Right. And so when we moved back here two years ago, there was always a part of me that thought it would go away. Because mm-hmm. like when I lived here before, I like I worked at fucking malls and shit. And yeah. I don't know. You don't want to go back to that. So this year was pretty good. I was a featured writer at this event we had at the library in Indianapolis and it felt nice. It was my hometown. Mm-hmm. 
So that felt really good. This is going to sound weird. I was supposed to have a book come out this year, and it didn't. And through no fault of my own, there was a problem with the editor. And I couldn't have done anything differently. I did everything I was supposed to. Right. And so I, normally that would wreck me for like a long time. But I gave myself a break. And that's some personal growth. And yeah. so we just had, just after the new year, we had a cat that we've had for 14 years, our favorite pet. We had to put to sleep, unfortunately. Sorry. So that I also didn't, I usually start, I jump into the new year and I start writing a new book. And I'm like, I can't, I'm too sad. I can't write a new book. So again, it gave me that, it gave me that permission to be like, it's fine. Be sad for two weeks and start that. So I don't know, personal growth and yeah, just trying to feel good about myself. I like it. I like it. All right, Don. What's best was simultaneously the worst of 2023 for me uh, because in uh, I'd had a lot of health problems uh, late 2022 and into 2023 that culminated in me having back surgery in August of 2023. Mm-hmm. And as I'm recovering from that back surgery, two weeks uh, after it, my basement flooded and I wasn't supposed to lift anything over 30 pounds. But uh, nonetheless, I had to tear up the carpet. I had to tear up my basement. And... I didn't know how to do any of that, and I had to learn just through YouTube, trial and error, mostly error, how to do drywall, flooring. I bought a paint sprayer, so that was actually cool. I like that part. But just a lot of stuff that I would not fucking know how to do or not know, and it was my fir- it was my worst fear, this basement flooding, and I got through it. And I, so I feel pretty, pretty strong after all of that. So it's good to be back after all that. Nerd-wise, though, oh my god, we've mentioned it already, Deadpool 3, we got the Wolverine suit, confirmed that all the characters from the Fox universe are going to be back, including Colossus, my favorite, I hope we get Ryan Reynolds' juggernaut again, just to see how that is developing, I'm so goddamn excited for this entry in the MCU, and hope it really, it, it hope it does reignite the superhero fervor. Uh, that we once had and enjoyed with the Infinity Saga. So cool. it's be the best 2023 for me. All right, JD. The highlight of my 2023 was <clears throat> being at Galaxy's Edge in Disney World, watching my son build a lightsaber. That was that's awesome. That's as a dad, I was like, wow, it's so cool that this can transcend. And I took him to see Return of the Jedi this April, this past April, when it came back out of the theaters. As the first movie I saw at the theater, and and he fell in love with Star Wars. He's seven, so he's got all kinds of things he loves. He's going through a Mission Impossible kick right now, but like <laughs> he loves Star Wars, and that was really cool. Yeah. It was a tough year, to be honest with you. Changing, I changed careers in 2022, and this year was really about trying a career. But I never wanted to abandon writing, and I have, and it's not been good for me mentally. It's the problem with having like an overactive imagination is you can't turn it off. So then you get like a leaky hose in your brain all the time. Yep. And you're just, you don't put it toward creative endeavors. You put it toward things that aren't positive. Worrying right? about think, shit. Worrying about, exactly. Chris, yeah. you and I get each other. Like you worry about shit and things that aren't there. And you worry about social interactions and like, you just, you can't turn off an imagination and mm. I need to stop making excuses. I need to go back to who I am. I did the best thing I could for my family in the moment. And I'm proud of what I did. I love what I'm doing as a career. But to fulfill myself, I need to be creative. I have a book that uh, will come out this year. Right, I'm going to go back to Kickstarter. That's probably the best book I've ever written. When this thing finally does come out, and I gotta, I have to do more creating. I have to be me because for too long I've gotten away from who I am, and 
It's not been good for me personally. So I need to fix that. Okay. All right. That sounds great. It's funny. I have a lot. What? Or something. (laughs) I actually, you know, it's funny. So, so I think the first thing I want to say is that at the beginning of 2023, I had a friend who said, we should do the show live on YouTube. And it was probably the greatest move we could have ever done as a podcast. It's, it changed a lot of things and it made some things a little more difficult because like we could go off script a lot more on the audio and then we could come think of something funny for the title based on stuff that happened in the show. But you know what? Like we've get more audience interaction. Now we get just great. We've made more friends, I think doing it this way. So uh, that was like one of the greatest things was just this, you know, make, dude, our show is so much better now. Yeah, that was a year ago. I think we had reached like some a plateau a little bit, yes. like create creatively and like just with the show, we had a, a routine. And we, like I said, I suggested this format because it's what Mike and I were doing with the wrestling stuff, and it's been great, Dave. Like you've really stepped up the game and really led us into some better directions. And we get thousands of views for our show every week, and it's pretty awesome. You've done a great job captaining this whole thing. Yeah. Another great moment for me in 2023 was my other good friend returned to Comic-Con in New York with me. And uh, Oh, who was that? <laughs> and John, I think we had a lot of fun. It was a great show. We got to interview Max Brooks. Come on. That was like... so That cool. was cool. Yeah. yeah, that was cool. Meeting all the people who did The Last Ronin and sitting down with them. And it was like that, like we had just read the book and then it was an opportunity to meet, sit down and meet them. And it was just like... Oh, this is cool. That was it. That was interesting because it involved a translator too. Yes, yes, because two of the uh, two of the artists only spoke Spanish. So, yeah. So, like, I love that moment. I loved hanging out with you again at New York Comic Con, and uh, it felt normal after a lot of weird stuff the previous two <laughs> years. So, yeah, I, I, hey, I enjoyed twenty twenty three. Um, I enjoyed hanging out with all you guys virtually and uh, John in real life when we could. But uh, yeah, and I'm looking forward to 2024. I it can only get better, right? Eh, sure. <laughs> it is an election year. Yeah. No, wait. No. That, 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 that. <clears throat> what are you doing? We don't do that here. Yes. <laughs> I wanted. You did, that, you did that on purpose. <laughs> I want to see T'Challa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, All boy. right. Let's wrap this puppy up like we always do. Let's go around the room. Did you either have a recommendation or did you learn anything on the podcast this week? And Chris, you can go first. (laughs) Nope. And no. (laughs) I think I recommended enough. (laughs) Okay. And you learned nothing. And I learned. I try not to learn anything. All right. How about you, Don? I learned that Chris didn't learn nothing and that he just got (laughs) past pass that buck on but as far as a recommendation now this is kind of a, a weird left field but the wonka movie the new wonka movie that just came out we actually went to see it and took the kids and i was very pleasantly surprised that it's not just a rehash it's not just a hey they go to the chocolate factory like it really is like an origin story that would seemingly bump up against the original so it, they went far away from the Johnny Depp and he didn't like his daddy because he was a dentist and he was a creep like and didn't really like children. Like Wonka is an actual very endearing and sympathetic character in this movie. And I was, I don't know, it was fun. It's commusable. It's not my thing, but wife and kids loved it. 
I was just really surprised because there was a lot of like Easter eggs, callbacks to the original, and you come, oh, is that the origin? Is that where that came from? So I don't know. I was just I was really surprised, and so I will actually recommend it. Just not what I thought it was going to be. It was way better. All right, cool. JD, I learn. I didn't learn this, but I noticed. But I really enjoy when we get the big groups on Sunday nights and can talk. Being these are these are always fun. So I really like that. Recommendations? Nothing really. I haven't. I got nothing at the moment. Okay, go see the Iron Claw. Ah, All right, go see the Iron Claw, John. Yeah, I'm going to make a recommendation that nobody's going to listen to, but that's okay. Uh, (laughs) I just hit episode 1015. Yeah, thanks. I just hit episode 1015 of the One Piece anime. Um, Wow. It keeps I, I you. It is the most balanced, most. I I know it's not completely planned out, but the the one of the best written stories that I have ever come across in my lifetime, and it just gets better and better. And episode ten fifteen basically almost broke me. So I'd suggest going and maybe trying out that anime. You get to you just said episode ten fifteen that broke me already. No, I, like I said, nobody's gonna listen. But it's it, yeah, and the funny. What's even funnier, Don, is like, yeah, start watching it. When you get to episode thirty-seven, you'll be hooked. <laughs> but no, it's I don't know what else to say about it. It's it is literally one of the best stories I've I've never consumed in my lifetime. It's just it's amazing, and it, it there's ups and downs. But the his the amount of hit after a thousand episodes, the amount of history that goes into some of these characters. You feel like them, and the, and then you hit episodes like ten fifteen, and so go ahead. Never can go after that. I'll I'll shut up now. <laughs> I learned it's very heartbreaking that John and JD don't value our friendship as much as I do. Who are you again? <laughs> I said I liked my rec. My thing I learned was I love talking with everybody. How the fuck? Oh, what are you throwing me under the bus for? You're right. No, it's it's just John. You're right. Um... <laughs> We're going to Fogo soon, right? <laughs> yes, we should do that. I also recommend if you're watching this show after the fact, or if you're watching it now, but pretty sure anyone watching it now is already a subscriber, but hit that subscribe button, click that bell for notifications so you don't miss us when we go live on uh, Sunday nights at 8.30. And, uh, of course, I also recommend go to SuperheroSpeak.com, where you can find the podcast every week, comic book reviews by our good friend Chris, and links to all our social media at the top of the page. So much more. And I got nothing. I got nothing. I don't know what we're talking about next week. I don't know any of that. We're going we're going in twenty twenty four blind. We've been in twenty twenty four for two weeks, my friend. Yes, <laughs> you're right. All right. Well, since I'm blind, as always, thanks for watching. Don't let you keep you caught in the door. Have a good week. <laughs>